are for mothers. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jacked and Canned. John, you're wearing a tank top. What's going on, buddy? It's what, like oh. 35 out right now? It does not feel like tank top weather. Not quite tank top weather, but after a longer day of work, I said, you know what? Coming home, I'm changing. I'm putting on something comfy. So a tank top it was. Here's to hoping that the weather gets warmer very soon, which is weird, Colbs, because over here in the New England area, specifically Connecticut, Massachusetts, Winter just decided to show up all of a sudden. <laughs> I know. We've yeah. had the most mild winter ever, and then out of nowhere, we got our biggest snowstorm of the year, which, I mean, granted, it was only, what, maybe maybe half a foot or so, but yeah. Yeah, which is still weird because usually we get a couple of those, like, foot snowstorms throughout the year, but I don't know. Unless we're just I don't, it all I don't say it's over until about mid-April. Like there's there's usually somewhere in early April where there's snow and everybody goes, I thought the snow was supposed to be done by now. And it happens every year. And I'm like, you guys are just stupid. You haven't paid attention to any other year ever when it always snows in the first week of April. That's true. So March is one of those unpredictable months. And it looked like February was a little warm for us. So March will probably do the opposite. Ski resorts will love it, Colbs. And it's just in time for a new baseball season to kick off, which we all know you're a fan. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Can't wait. Colbs, they're getting a pitch count play clock. Are you excited? No, I heard. Maybe I'll be able to watch more than three innings of one World Series game this year. <laughs> Maybe they'll take the World Series and condense it down to three innings. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I... uh what. <laughs> Maybe, maybe there's a chance that I'll watch the series itself. I am not watching regular season baseball. You can't get me to do that. (laughs) Can't pay Colts enough to do that, but we know what we can get Colts' attention on, and that is who's on top, baby. Who's on top? Yes, 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 yes. And we're going to kick off with Colts' favorite league out there in the planet. Do you know what I'm going to say, Colts? No. Come on, it's your favorite damn league. The X F L. Oh, yeah, they had another week, huh? <laughs> they did have another week. Did you happen to hear anything about AJ McCarron? Did you see him in the headlines at all? I have not. I honestly, John, I forgot that it existed. I haven't heard about it since I talked to you last. All right. Well, you're going to get your updates from me then. So, XFL standings. Here we are, XFL North. We got the. Defenders sitting on top 2-0 with the St. Louis Battlehawks also sitting at 2-0. We got the XFL South. We got the Houston Roughnecks. Oh, my God. Roughnecks sitting at 2-0, sitting on top of the XFL South division. Colbs, any other XFL takes that you have, my friend? I don't. John, why would I have an XFL take? I haven't heard anything about it since the last time you talked to me. I have nothing. 
<laughs> I'm going to take that as your XFL take right there. So, <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I love it, man. All right. Swapping over here. NHL. We got the Atlantic Division. We got the Bruins sitting on top. 47-8-5 OTL, 99 points. Metropolitan Division. We got the Hurricanes sitting on top over there. 39-12-8 OTL and 86 points. Western Conference in the Central Division. We got the Stars sitting on top over there. Woo! 32-16-13 OTL, 77 points. Pacific Division. We got the Golden Knights sitting on top. 36-19-6 OTL, 78 points. Colts. Do you have anything on the NHL, my friend? Yeah, um, got the uh, got the Bruins and uh, and the over tonight against the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, if you look at the Buffalo Sabers, they actually have scored only three goals less than the Boston Bruins on the season. However, they are significantly lesser as far as your win loss percentage is concerned and your points total. So the Sabres, not as good of a team, but they do put up the amount of goals. Boston is ready for a shootout. This game will be at least five to four, in my opinion. Might even be a little bit higher than that. So you got to go ahead and take the uh, take the Bruins here. Take the over. You're going to have yourself a nice night. And uh, in other betting news in the NHL, Dallas really sucks to bet on. <laughs> I, I don't know where they're winning all these games, but every time I bet them, they lose. Unfortunately for me, they are in a parlay of mine tonight, so I kind of need them. So how many have you lost here? Oh, just all the parlays, like multiple that you have out there for the past few weeks? Well, yeah, over the course of time. Obviously, the one today, the games are just now starting, so I don't have any losses there yet, but... I uh, I, they're playing a shit team. They're playing Chicago, who is not good, and they just traded away Patrick Kane, so they mm. should not be able to keep up with Dallas at all. But I also bet this exact game like a week ago, and Chicago pulled the upset. And every time that I bet Dallas, they get upset, and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I don't know where this team's won all these fucking games because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Coves, this might make you feel a little bit better here. You know what we have done so far this year i don't even think well near the tail end of 2022 but definitely not this year here we haven't talked a little ahl Colbs. are you excited <laughs> yeah sure let's talk about hockey that we haven't watched a game for <laughs> i just want to point out the atlantic division we got the hershey bears sitting on top over there oh wow in the <laughs> number two spot is actually sitting the providence bruins PBs. they're doing pretty good peanut butter jellies hey Providence Bruins here. They're sitting at 31, 11, 8 OTL, and 72 points. So even the Bruins Farm League is doing an awesome job in the AHL. So the Bruins are dangerous. They're like dominating the AHL, dominating in the NHL. You got to keep an eye out for them. Honorable mention to the Hartford Wolfpack, North Division, Toronto, Marlies, Central Division, Texas Stars, Pacific Division, Calgary Wranglers. I like that. Colbs. Shifting over to your winter or whatever, almost <laughs> non-NFL sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, hey, we, we could kind of say that because you don't pay attention to baseball at all. So NBA standings. Here we go. This is crazy. Ladies and gents, Eastern Conference, the Bucks are officially on top with the Celtics sitting right behind them by half a game. Bucks sitting on top 45-17, Celtics 40 Five and 18, followed by the 76ers, Cavs, Knicks, Nets, Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Wizards. 
Western Conference. Before you get into the Western Conference, John, let me just tell you a little bit about what's going on out east. So uh, Milwaukee's on a 15-game win streak, and part of this was with Giannis uh, not really missing a lot of time, but he was limited in two games and did miss one due to a right wrist injury. He also barely played in the All-Star game because of it, although he was very charismatic during the All-Star draft, which was a total blast, by the way. I love the format they did this year. It was really cool. I didn't get to watch the All-Star game because I had to work overnight that night, but I did get to watch the draft. It was really fun, and uh, the best part of it was uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq. I'm pretty sure they didn't realize their mics were on the entire time, so they were just having a conversation. I don't think that they noticed that everything they were saying was going out throughout the the television broadcast. So when they were just absolutely shitting on the city or the, the state of Utah as a whole, (laughs) all that was on TV. (laughs) It was beautiful. Um, but, but but the uh, the Bucs have played really well. Brooke Lopez has been playing very well lately. He's been uh, one of my favorites as far as player props to bet on because he's been he's been kind of uh, picking up his offensive consistency with the lack of Giannis being out there. Drew Holiday is obviously one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. Boston hasn't really slowed up. They had a little bit of time there that, I mean, they dropped one game they probably shouldn't have, and they had a overtime win against the Pacers, which was that one was like breathtakingly just dumb they, they are so much better than Indiana, but they, they kept that game close, but otherwise, I mean, Boston's played plenty. Well, granted they damn near blew a 20 point lead last night. They, uh, they were up, I want to say somewhere around the range of 93 to 73 against Cleveland. They end up winning the game by four points. So, I mean, Cleveland damn near made the comeback. Donovan Mitchell got hurt in the in the early third quarter, was grabbing his leg, didn't end up taking any time out of the game, came right back, and then scored the majority of his 44 points. So, I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, man, Cle- everybody's really overlooking Cleveland. Everybody's telling me, that, you know, obviously I do think Boston and Milwaukee are in their own category, but people start trying to talk to me about Philadelphia. They want to tell me about the Knicks. I think Cleveland's the third best team in the in the East. I really do. Now Philadelphia is a good team. Don't get me wrong; they're phenomenal. Joel Embiid, you know, they they probably are going to be playing or planning to rest him a little bit more throughout yeah. the rest of the regular season because he hasn't taken a lot of games off. And I mean, he's big. You got to give the guy some time. He ended up with the uh, with the flu last week, and he just looked so dead on the floor. And he played pretty well even through it. But I mean, it just it wasn't a good look. You got to let the guy sit a little bit. Um, yeah, Cleveland's phenomenal. Darius Garland has been maybe one of the best point guards that's in the league, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. He it's a little bit quiet because he made his start over there in Cleveland a couple years back. And even though he made an all-star game last year, I don't think anybody noticed once Donovan Mitchell got there that he's still there and he is and he's fucking phenomenal. So Cleveland's a team to look out for there. The Knicks are hot. The Knicks put up 110 and three quarters last night. They they were part of uh well yeah, a little something I'll tell you about later. But uh Ooh, a little teaser we, yeah, yeah, a little teaser for you. But the the East is a lot of fun right now. I'm really looking to see who's going to be the rest of the play-in teams because I do think that Brooklyn, as they continue to fall, I think they'll be a part of that, and the Knicks and the Heat will both be in the just-made-the-playoff category. I want to see between Toronto, Atlanta, Washington, Indiana, even Orlando still in that mix. I want to see who gets in there because I think it makes for an interesting play-in. How's that Western Conference looking, John? 
Western Conference, baby. Here we go. We got the Nuggets sitting on top, 44-19, followed by the Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Warriors, Clippers, Mavs, Timberwolves, Jazz, Pelicans. And, hey, they're up at their highest spot in a long, long time here, Cobes. Lakers sitting there at number 11. What do we okay. got in the Western Okay, Conference? that was my key to go. So, John, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, we had a miscue. So, um. <laughs> John, let me first tell you about the Lakers. They actually won last night. Uh, LeBron's going to be out for the next two weeks. He oh. uh, he hurt his foot on uh, Sunday in a 27-point comeback win over the Mavs. So they were down by 27 uh, just a little bit before the half against the Mavericks. Obviously, Kyrie and Luka over there, and everybody thinks that they're terrifying and scary, and I've been here to tell you. I'm sure there are, there's nights they're going to be, but for the most part, that's not a team you got to fear. Well, the Lakers brought that lead down to 14 by the time it even got to the half. LeBron hurt himself in the third quarter, continued to play through the rest of the game, and they were able to secure the win on what is, uh, I want to say it's like, I think for the Lakers organization, it was the biggest comeback in like over 25 years or something like that. Like it, it was a big time comeback, John. So LeBron's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Anthony Davis also did not play last night with a foot injury. And D'Angelo Russell, their third best player, has been out with a sprained ankle for the last few games. So they just beat the Oklahoma City Thunder last night without all three of their best players. They were able to make that happen. I will tell you, John, because I've watched enough of this team. I nailed the parlay on what to take in that game. I had the right guy with the points. I had the right guys hitting the threes. I had the right guy getting the steals. I had everything there. So I made some money on that Lakers win, even without the win, because I didn't bet them to win the game. I just bet certain player props. But, John, they, uh, they really pulled it together without their guys. And granted, that's against an Oklahoma City Thunder team that does not have Shea Gilgis-Alexander right now, who is their best player by a mile. But that's still very telling to me that this team really wants to win. And they should be getting Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell back. I can tell you huge. their their next three games are against, um, oh God, it's against in no particular order. They got Minnesota, Golden State, and I I want to say maybe either Portland or New Orleans is the other one, but they, yeah, they got, uh, they got the Timberwolves, the Warriors and the Grizzlies Grizzlies. Okay. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. The Grizzlies, that, that's one of those ones you probably chuck up and say, eh, we, we're likely not going to win that even if we're full strength. But if Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell are back, they have the ability to beat Golden State and Minnesota, especially a Golden State team that still doesn't have Steph Curry back. Mm. So I think that there's a chance there that the Lakers can reel off two more wins here, get right about the 500 before they have to take another loss. And then at that point, we're one week into LeBron being out, and we're probably only talking about him missing another two or three games where Again, I think they have more winnable games after that. And then I, I know that they got another tough one here and there. But they also have some easier ones coming up, too. I want to say I saw like uh, like a game against Houston and one against Chicago. Yep. Like there, there's some games throughout that that they're going to be able to win without LeBron just fine. So they do still have a realistic chance. And last night was a big pointer in the right direction. But as the conference goes as a whole, John, um, I don't think anything's changing with those top three teams. I think we're going to continue to just see Denver as the one seed, Memphis as the two, and Sacramento as the three. Um, the four seed has the ability to change hands. We just saw Kevin Durant come back for the and play with the Suns for the first time last night. 
he came back and put up, I want to say, 23 points. He he had a three or two, three, something like that. Got, got to get out there and get his feet wet, looked good with the team, and I'm sure it's just going to continue to look better and better. So I wouldn't be shocked if Phoenix gets in there and ends up taking the four seed. I believe currently the Clippers have that positioning. But the race is so tight from four to, like, 12 that i mean there there's so much that can happen i'm sure that for the most part the teams that are up there are probably going to stay there you got to worry if you're dallas that you're now in risk of being sent into the play-in and they have a tough game tonight john i i mean joel Embiid might not be playing tonight but they're playing against philadelphia who just crushed miami last night without Embiid. so i don't think that dallas just has this easy win cut out for them tonight I uh, I do suggest maybe perhaps taking Philadelphia on the plus four spread, by the way, if anybody's interested. So I do think that there is some uh, some struggle still in the way for Dallas. The rest of that conference, though, uh, really after you get past the first four, five teams, maybe it's just a crapshoot. I mean, any of those teams could beat any of those teams, and it's just a matter of who wins out that race. There's some really exciting players involved in the mix. I love Anthony Edwards in Minnesota. I obviously have my guys with the Lakers that I enjoy watching. Damian Lillard just put up 71 points a couple of nights ago. I mean, that dude's a fucking blast to watch every time. Like, I I love Damian Lillard, man. I'm having so much fun fun with this i just i i just keep hitting after he hit the 71 i'm like i'm just gonna keep hitting that he's gonna score at least 35 every night on DraftKings until he doesn't because because i mean he gets in these hot streaks right so he won't he won't be putting up all these points all the time but then all of a sudden he gets one game that he gets 48 and it's like oh no 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 he's gonna do this for like five straight games <laughs> so you gotta ride him while he's hot he's he's a good pony to have but uh yeah, I, Western Conference, I, I think it's all in all, but I think we're pretty well set at the top of the conference. Beyond that, total fucking crapshoot. What is going on with Dallas? They're losing some heartbreaking games, and even just looking back in the full gear, they must not have a defense. This is for somebody that hasn't seen any of their games, hmm. but they're letting up over 100 points every freaking game, it seems, and they're losing some heartbreakers, especially as of recently with well, Kyrie John- and Lucas and not working out well. I know you said first of all, let me let me just tell you that 100 points a game is uh, actually a below average offense. If that's all you're scoring in these in today's NBA, every Mm. team scores more than 100 a game. So letting up 100 a game is not that bad, but they tend to let up more like 123, 125. They they let up a lot. Uh, Dallas does have a bad defense and Kyrie doesn't fix that problem because he don't play defense either. So now they have a backcourt of Luka who doesn't play defense and Kyrie who doesn't play defense. Uh, I think the only defensive player they really have in their starting lineup is that Christian Woods, a pretty good defensive center. But I mean, he predicates a lot of his offensive game on hitting threes from the center position. So it's like, well, I mean. I don't know what he really is as far as an interior threat's concerned, even on the defensive end, although I would say that he's not you know, as bad as those other guys are. But yeah, Dallas is a shit defense. And John, I told you when these two linked up, I said, yeah, this, I mean, did. this doesn't this doesn't mean, oh, my God, you can't just put two names, can't draw them out of a hat and say, wow, that's going to work. Oh man, they they don't play defense. They both need the ball to, to do stuff with the ball. They're both ball controlling type players they're playing Kyrie Irving at the two guard because Luca has to control the ball and Kyrie is really more so a I mean 
there's no such thing for the most part as a real point guard anymore, except for, you know, Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana. I, he might be the only one. I don't know that there's anybody else that really plays the position the way that you think of a point guard playing. But I mean, Kyrie's still about as close as what today's NBA has for a point guard. He's, he's he kind of plays like Steph. And uh, well, he, he can't because that that big dude has the ball all the time. So, yeah, there, there's nothing in this that really functions and flows. There's just going to be games where they don't miss any of the shots they take. That's going to be the nights they look really good. With the Eastern Conference, who do you see that's a contender right now that's going to just drop off the map? Well, I mean, Brooklyn is dropping at a pretty precipitous rate. They they are losing. A, yeah, and I think they I two think they won the their end. first game after the KD trade, and I don't think they've won again since. Maybe they've won one more, Ugh. but they they have not been looking good. It doesn't look like it's really functioning and flowing over there. So I think Brooklyn's going to be dropping from at one point being the five seed to probably being the seven or eight seed in the play in. And I wouldn't be shocked if they get eliminated in the play-in because I really think the teams like Atlanta and Toronto, they, they want to be there. 100%. Western Conference Coles, who do you see being the drop-off over there? And it's, it's a little bit harder to say because everybody's so bunched up together. It wouldn't right. be that much of a drop-off. Like, even if I said the Clippers won't make the playoffs, it's, it wouldn't – I mean, it would be a little bit surprising, but it wouldn't be like – Holy shit, I could never have seen that happening. Like they're only like 3 games out of being out of the playoffs. So, there's really no team that I think it would be that shocking with. I just think you're going to see some of the teams that have been kind of vying for those places starting to drop off or at least out of the race like um like Utah, Oklahoma City, uh, probably New Orleans if they don't get Zion Williamson back anytime soon, which as far as I'm concerned, like I, I don't even have a timetable on when he's coming back. I don't even remember when he left at this point. I, <laughs> I saw him. I was playing 2K earlier, and I, I saw him on a roster spot, and I was like, he was on my all-star team, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I haven't heard about him in a very long time. What the hell happened to Zion? He's just too big. Yeah, it says that he's on the way back, but there's no official date at least. Oh, that's no, I'm that's seeing. right. Just medical no, updates. I did hear something. He had a setback. He was supposed to be back and then had a setback, and now he's going to miss another month or so. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be a reevaluation period. So let's see when exactly he ends up coming back. That setback oh, in the NBA, it, it'll put you back the rest of the freaking season. There's well, no, not much it left. It, it doesn't left. happen to anybody else is the problem. Nobody else has these setbacks. It's Zion. It's just him. Oh. Hey, he <laughs> he doesn't take the exact proper care of his body that he should. He, he comes in off the offseason a little bit overweight every year. He's got a little extra pudge to him. Looks like he was eating some quarter pounders in the offseason. <laughs> when, when, now, that's not a problem for some guys because some dudes are just, especially in the NBA, are built so slim that it, it doesn't make a difference. But Zion Williamson's built like a fucking truck. No, he's like, a tank. He's got a great build, but you really? got to constantly be working and making that build perfect. You can't have flaws in it. There can't be a, a piece of your armor that's missing. You you <laughs> have to keep everything intact at all times, and this dude's coming in looking like a bucket of cheeseburgers. <laughs> Coles, you're really, uh, <laughs> you're really inspiring me to drop down into the dog word downward dog position start doing some yoga <laughs> i'm gonna get you started up on a workout right there here we go. <laughs> oh yeah dude what the hell 
The Spurs and the Rockets, it's so weird to see how bad they're doing. I get it. They've been pretty you – know, they've been off for the past few seasons, but they were so good throughout our entire, our entire childhood and teenage years. I can't talk today, man. I'm talking all damn day at work. Frick. <laughs> it's fair. I, I do believe what you're aiming for is what's going on and is, yes. there, a, uh, is there a turnaround in their future somewhere. Thank you. Cheers so, you. Uh, John – they're in what's called the uh, Wembenyana sweeps, uh, sweepstakes. So Victor Wembenyana is going to be coming out this year, which is uh, maybe the high, the highest touted prospect since LeBron. Whoa. Um, I, I don't know that it's I, I don't think it's going to be LeBron by any means, but he is supposed to be incredibly, incredibly good. I have yet to watch any of this dude's tape. I'm just going off of literally everybody that I've heard talk about this dude is like he's a can't miss dude that this guy is somebody you have to take. So they're they're trying their uh, their luck at being able to pick him up in the draft, which obviously with a team like the Spurs. Well, that could change your franchise around relatively quickly because oh, God, you have yeah. a great head coach as well that's probably going to be able to draw some uh, some attention if you get somebody like that. Houston, on the other hand, they would really benefit from having them because they actually do have two young pieces of talent on that team already, and Jalen Green and uh, Alex uh, Sangoon, I think is how he says it. I have not heard the pronunciation that Don't much. Don't ask me. I, you know, I'll hack it guaranteed. I know you won't. I just, <laughs> Jesus. I, I know that they got a couple of good young pieces over there where San Antonio, I, I think, has lesser young pieces on their roster currently, but I think that they have a better culture and they'd be able to put it together a little bit faster if they were able to make that acquisition. Uh, but they're also in this race with, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Detroit and Charlotte are also in this race from the Eastern Conference. And uh, well, I mean, you decide the draft by ping pong balls, not by uh, not by just worse records. So, I mean, shit, there's a chance none of them get that get that ping pong ball. There's a chance that none of them land Wembenyana. It, it very like there's just there's a chance that he might be going to like fucking Atlanta or something, and then all of a sudden it's gonna be like holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah, well, Coles. I got a little teaser for you here. Actually, you teased something earlier on in the show that you wanted to come back and talk on. Oh, that was for the Jack and Can show. All right. Well, here's another teaser for the Jack and Can show. I want to do a little speculation here, a little NFL talk. I got a couple of questions for Colbs and what he thinks of what's going on around the league. Stick around, ladies and gents. We'll be back. Cheers.